Welcome, everybody, to That Tracks Podcast, the podcast where we track the buying and selling of Beanie Babies. Each specific Beanie Baby has its own episode. This week's episode, Clyde the Crab. <laughs> and we know that Nick has been tracking one himself. So, Nick, how are you doing on your purchase of Clyde the Crab? Claude. Sorry, Claude, because it's Claws. Oh, that makes sense. Claude the Crab. What was your favorite Beanie Baby that you had? Did you collect I never them? had a Beanie Baby. Yeah, you were probably a little too old. No, I wasn't. They were around. I've seen them. But when they were in their prime, you were probably too old to collect them. No, we have one. We have the Beatles one. I don't remember a lot of their names, but I definitely collected Beanie Babies. Mm. That was like prime for me as a child. I mean, every time that we would go to a store, if there was like a basket of them in the corner, it was like, please, mom and dad. I wonder how much they cost. What, right now? No, no, like when, when they were in their prime. I feel like it was like $6. $6. You were buying six, your parents were out here buying six dollar things for you every time you went to the store. No, not every time. How many beanie babies did you have? We had a lot of beanie babies, but I think one of my most prized possessions was our Princess Diana beanie baby. Mm. We had like one of the it was purple and then it had I don't remember the type of flower that was on it, but there was like a white flower and I think that was like her flower. Okay, anyways. They're not worth a lot of money these days. No. Claude the Crab, $2. <laughs> Apparently he's rare, though. I don't know. I looked it up on eBay. One of them was selling for 10000 I, I don't think, think they're the going to get that. Princess Diana bears are worth a lot of money. I don't think they are. I think everybody had one of those. Oh. I think that that is a very common, because that's the a thing. Every time I bring it up, people are like, oh, the Princess Diana bear. You're actually, <laughs> your bear is actually not cool, Nick. Like, everybody had one. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're worth a lot of money. It was a cool bear, though. They really did promise us that they were going to be worth a lot more than they actually turned out to be. Yeah. And Could I eBay it really quick? Sure, yeah. Um, you you know what? We're going to address that. Tim's on his phone. If you're watching this, someone has like made a comment about, like, oh, you guys get on your phone and when we're watching. That's show business, baby. That's <laughs> $600 or $1,350. Which one? Uh, $507,000. This is for the Princess Diana bear? Yeah, first edition. I don't know what that means. I don't see. I Ghost version. Ooh, that's spooky. $750,000. I don't think I had that. Authenticated rarest ever. I don't remember what version we had, but I know that we had one. Oh, another one of the babies, babies, beanie babies that we had was the 911 beanie baby. $900,000. Wow. Maybe they were worth a lot. I There's didn't... some of them that were 99 cents. <laughs> And other ones that were $900,000. Did you collect Beanie Babies? If you're listening to this or if you are watching, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know. What was your favorite Beanie Baby that you had? I didn't mean to gloss over the fact that you had a 9-11 Beanie Baby. Yeah. From from World Trade Center 9-11? Yeah. Like they, so they, yeah, they did sort of like the Princess Diana bear after she passed. They did that bear like in memorial of a memorial. Memorandum. Yeah. Of her. And they did one for 9-11 as well. I didn't know that Beanie Babies were still around. Yeah. And it was 2001, right? Yeah. 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 2001. And, and Princess Di, I think, passed away in 97. That makes sense. So that was like that era, like four years. Hmm. That's not that far away from each other. But yeah, 9-11. And I had it like sitting up in my room. I was so 9-11. I was 10 years old when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah. I had the bear sitting up and then we actually went to New York City in March of 2002 on a family road trip, just kind of up the East Coast. And we stopped 
close to where ground zero was. Obviously, this was a few months after it had happened, so you couldn't get very close. Right. Um, but I had the bear sitting by photos that I had taken, like, of that area. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but Princess Diana's death, speaking of that, that was the first, like, historic event that I have, like, memory of. Oh. I remember going downstairs... Um, and seeing my mom like very emotional in the morning right? and not fully understanding why she was so upset and um, watching like news coverage of the car accident. It's so funny because the I just looked up like when the Challenger exploded and I remember Challenger exploding. Yeah. It was in 86 and that meant that I would have been four years old, but I remember being at school. Yeah. This could be a made up thing because I have a bad memory. I don't know, though. I think that, I mean, I think that for a lot of people, there there are major historical events that, like, they get etched into your brain. And I think that there's a psychological component to that because you're having to process very new information, especially if it's surrounded by tragedy. Right. But with Challenger, I was in preschool. And in my brain, yeah, I see it at my elementary school, oh. which is not correct. I wasn't. Right. I went to two different schools, one for preschool, one for elementary school. So I was not around when Challenger happened, but I know that my mom specifically has told us that obviously she remembers it. She was like, I don't know if she was in college or not. I'm not sure. She lived in St. Pete, Florida, and remembers like seeing it in the sky. Yeah. Um, as Floridians, like when shuttles take off, pretty much across the state of Florida. Typically you can at least see like the fun something smoke yeah. or you know, whatever. Um but yeah, anyways. <laughs> that was a pretty intense way to start the episode. If you ever go to Kennedy Space Center visitor complex, there is a um an exhibit. Yeah. Three exhibits. Two two exhibits. One is for um a- Apollo Apollo one. Yeah. Whichever one, which one was it that blew up on the, or that caught fire on the launch pad? I don't remember. I don't remember that. But I know what you're talking about. There's an exhibit for that. And then there's an exhibit for both Challenger and Columbia. And that is, they have like pieces of the space shuttle there. Wow. And it's real, like it's a real interesting exhibit. And there's like tributes to the astronauts that died and everything. I, um, so I remember Princess Diana's death, but then also having very vivid memories of 9-11. I was homeschooled at the time when 9-11 happened. So I remember watching like the news coverage all day. Um, and we started watching it sort of early in the morning. Um, and so Francie and I went for one of our anniversaries. We went on a trip up to New York City and went to the 9-11 memorial. Have you ever seen it before? This is so strange because yesterday, last night... I, let me, this is a tangent and I'm sorry for interrupting your story with You're this fine. tangent. We are, we have started this whole episode on tangents. But Jen was talking about housewives and one of the housewives was like, oh, I've heard that Tribeca is really up and coming. Mm-hmm. And I get, Tribeca is like New York. It's right. one of the five boroughs, I guess. Right. Um, And the border is Broadway and then World Trade Center yeah. on the like Southwest. And so I was looking at Google Maps to see where it was, and then I saw World Trade Center, like the memorials and the museum. Yeah. And I was looking through pictures of the museum last night. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Full circle. Right. Uh, it's it's super impactful. It's very powerful museum. It's it 
honestly, it's a very heavy museum. If you've ever been to like a Holocaust museum before, right. it's it's very powerful. I feel like is a good word to describe it because you walk away just feeling very moved, um, and, and it's tragic. Like there's a heaviness that you walk away from mm-hmm. um, that museum with, and I specifically felt that because I've I've visited Holocaust museums before, and obviously those have been so moving and 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 you know, very honestly, just upsetting to be right. There. Obviously I didn't live through the Holocaust. So I, mm-hmm. I only know about that having, you know, read through it in history books with nine 11, I lived through it. Right. So it, it was a different experience going to a museum of an event that, that I wit- I remember experiencing. Yeah. Obviously as a kid who lived in Florida. So it wasn't like I was firsthand experiencing there. Correct. But like in the museum, they have an area where they're showing like the news footage. Yeah. And it was just bizarre watching that news footage because I was like, oh, I I remember these moments. Like I remember watching the news coverage as the towers fell. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, anyways, it's a very heavy way to start this episode, but I think it's very fascinating and interesting. I think a lot of people can like trace back in their brains, like, what historical event was the first time that like you remember like what historical event is the first memory that you have and maybe it's not one that's rooted in tragedy but it is also interesting that a lot of people's are rooted in some sort of like tragic event right yeah and i think that's your fight or flight response for sure and i where you're like i need to remember what was dangerous and and as a kid processing that and Mm -hmm. i i did feel a heaviness as a child as a 10 year old with 9-11 not fully understanding what like a terrorist attack meant right or any of those things like my i remember my brain going to a lot of different places that day um but that's interesting because i was in college (laughs) (laughs) ah dear 10 year old little mick but it it is it is i i remember being scared that night not Mm -hmm. understanding like what this means for me yeah was i safe i remember having those feelings of in fact that was the that night was one of the last nights that I ever slept in my parents' bed. And I obviously had not slept in my parents' bed for a long time. I was 10. Mm-hmm. But I remember specifically being like, mom and dad, can I like sleep downstairs with you tonight? Like I'm scared. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Heavy way to start the episode. We went from Beanie Babies to 9-11. Yeah, I blame Beanie Babies. It's <laughs> the way that it is. There was a documentary on, I don't remember what streaming platform it was. On it, Beanie Babies? Yeah. It was oh, very, the Beanie Bubble. You watched it? No, but I've heard of it. Oh, it was very fascinating. I want to say it was either Hulu or Netflix, but mm-hmm. Google it. I watched one on the Pez dispensers instead. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about documentaries. That actually. tracks. Go ahead. Do you watch documentaries? I do watch some documentaries. Okay. I dabble. Ever since you told me that you didn't didn't ever ask the question about why the sky is blue, I've been wondering these things <laughs> Does about you. Do you care about documentaries? <laughs> no, I was like, that seems like... Because I know that you are, uh, you're rooted in faith. Yeah. And so that could be like, that would be to me the reason that you don't ask why the sky is blue because you just believe. Accept it for what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a, there's other people that are also a part of like faith communities that do like still want to have understanding. Yeah. I think it's just how my brain operates. Right. But that was the whole reason that I brought up like, do you watch documentaries? Because that to me is like a form 
that I would be like, oh man, I'm super interested in documentaries. I love documentaries. I specifically really enjoy historic documentaries. Okay. Like I, I always have loved the History Channel, especially like around certain holidays. There tends to be like themed documentaries on the History Channel for whatever holiday is being separated, like Veterans Day, for example. Oh, okay. They'll do a documentary. I, on I like, was like, the history of <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But um, yeah, so like Veterans Day, they'll do like war documentaries. Um, recently, I was watching on Netflix. World War II specifically has always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And they did a documentary on World War II. Um, it was very fascinating on Netflix where they took footage, like actual footage from that war that mm-hmm. they've compiled and like told the story of the war by using actual footage that they've remastered and put into color oh. for the war. It's very fascinating. It's pretty heavy. And I like, I want to say it, I don't remember the ratings for documentaries, but whatever, like the most intense rating is, yeah. that's what it is. It's definitely not like kid friendly. Those things fascinate me. And then like, even around Easter, they do a lot of documentaries on like biblical things i always find those to be very fascinating i was like the easter bunny <laughs> a documentary on i'd also be very fascinated to watch that i love when it comes to history i love information i think you're more of a science you have more of a science brain i like history too oh okay i, I think we all sing you what no <laughs> they get it but what kind of reference was that that was a reference to uh to the the girls from just uh just justified just what was that? What was the show on the Disney Channel? Vic, just victorious. Oh, see, nope, that was Victoria Nickelodeon. Justice. We've talked about that. Oh, um, I also really enjoy. Man, I had a thought, and now it's gone. I'm sorry, it was Victoria <laughs> Justice. I blame Beanie Babies. Um, man, I don't think it'll go back there. It's gone. It's gone mm, forever. That's okay. We uh, can move on. Yeah, we can move on to. So we have hung out for a while again today. Last week was a, a kind of a crazy day when we recorded. We we went to Universal. We were there yeah. for a couple of hours. We stopped. We came here, recorded, and then we like jet off to SeaWorld. You made it on time for your media event, which was yeah. good news. So update, he did it. He made it. Did it. We'll talk more about um, SeaWorld and the festival that they have going on there. We got to try a lot of the different food. Yeah. Um, and I got to experience a coaster that I had never experienced before. So we'll talk about that. Um and then today we spent some time over at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we're going to get into that information. Uh, so, and there was also news. Yes, yeah. So there's we'll a, some fun that. things ahead. But before we could do that, do you have a high dad soup moment of the week? Oh, I wasn't. I was thinking about Beanie Babies the whole time. <laughs> so if you have one, okay. So I will share mine, and it's not a proud moment. Oh, yeah, at all. So Luke had a performance at school this week. We were on our way to th- the performance. And we were running late and mm. Luke was getting very stressed out about the fact that we were late. And I think that he was more stressed about the performance itself. Like he was right. feeling sort of anxious. Mm-hmm. He had like a, a speaking role mm. in the performance. And so he was, he was feeling anxious about it. And because he was anxious, he started to feel even more stressed that we were running late. I am not going to say that I'm the best at always being on time for things. You have kids. Yeah, That's but the thing it, that happens when you have kids. You're not on time anymore. I wish I could claim that, but it, it was existent before I had children as well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> do you have, you were just looking at like the recording buttons. I feel like, do you have like yeah. PTSD? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, 
I, I like to check and make sure. <laughs> the camera would have turned off a long time ago if we weren't recording because it's like, let's go right. to sleep. I mean, but I understand. I'm glad that you're paying Just making sure that everything's <laughs> working correctly. It'd be really correctly. sad if everything that we just talked about was gone. Right? All that baby, are... baby talk. <laughs> Can't ever get it back. Um. So, <laughs> anyway, so we were on our way to his performance. We had to be at the school at a certain time, and we were running a few minutes late. And he started to feel very anxious about it. And I was like, at first, I just kind of was just like shrubbing it off. Like, buddy, it's fine. Like, we're going to get there. You're going to be good. Francie and I started to make like, n- not jokes about it, but just kind of like, Francie is notoriously on time for things. I am notoriously late for things. So Francie was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> your father. And um, so then because we were sort of chuckling in the front seats of the car, Luke, like, was then offended and it made him even more stressed and upset. And Mm -hmm. at this point he was like getting visually upset. And then we started to just, he and I started to just like get into it with each other. We were like snapping back and forth at one another. And again, not a proud moment for me, but Luke and I are so similar in personalities that we communicate very similarly, which is a beautiful thing in the beautiful moments, but when we are both stressed, not necessarily, I had had a very stressful day at work that day. I had had like all kinds of contributing factors that were just like putting me on edge. Mm -hmm. And so then when he snapped at me, I snapped back. I'm not proud of snapping at my seven-year-old child, but sometimes as a parent, we have our moments and um, it just was not a good situation as we're like pulling into the school parking lot. And I right re- before his big show. Yeah. I really, but here's the thing. I had to check myself and I was like, Nick, what are you doing right now? Like he is about to get out of this car and go like get ready for his performance. So I stopped. I mean, we like parked, I stopped and I said, buddy, I'm very sorry. Daddy is stressed. You're stressed. We're both stressed. We're very like angsty towards one another. Everything's fine. Look what time it is. We did it. You're here. You're good. Everything's going to be okay. Um, and and had a moment where we both just really calmed down. He was good. He was happy. He was like, okay, daddy, like, love you. Love you too, buddy. Like, we were we were good. But, you know, again, I, I think, like, we've talked about this before, but these high dad suit moments, we have beautiful moments that are great and they're fantastic. But I do think that there's moments where we just, like, we miss it as a father. Right. And when I had had a stressful and exhausted day, and this is just me being like totally transparent with you all. Like, um, I was not at my best self and he was also not his best self, but he's seven and, right. and I'm a grown adult. And so, you know, sometimes your kids, they, they have the power to push the buttons and sometimes you don't always react in the best way to those moments. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to take a moment where I was like, okay, check yourself here, Nick. Like, your son is about to go do something really cool and like this needs to be a happy moment for everybody. And so it was, it, it, it turned out to be great. He was so excited after the performance was over. He was on cloud nine, um, gave me, came up running to me, gave me a big hug. Um, and so it ended up being really like an awesome moment, but leading up to it, I was just like not proud of myself. And then I like for a minute, I kind of beat myself up for it too. I was yeah. just like, Nick, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, like I feel like, that's the same sort of situation that happens very often at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Because although it is a vacation, right, it can be stressful. Absolutely. I think like you're spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. 
you're tired. Right. Your kids are way off routine and schedule. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I do it. We go to the parks a lot and we only go for a couple hours sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there are moments at the parks where I'm just like, can you not right now, child? <laughs> you know, like, can you just stop? And so, yeah, there's, I, I, I witness it on a regular basis at the parks. Right. But it's also interesting because the majority of people, parents out there, are conditioned to have, to be like, go to work on time. Right. Go to the doctors on time. Right. Dinners at this time, that sort of thing. And when you go to Walt Disney World, they kind of solidify that with their lightning lane. Right. And stuff like that. And the thing that you have to remember, especially with lightning lanes, is that doesn't matter. Right. Uh, unless you're doing Tron, you can show up for your lightning lane anytime after the moment that it's called. For sure. So, like, there's no time limit on your lightning lane. Right. Except for Tron. Right. But there's still a pressure. And sometimes you have yeah. dining reservations and you're like, how are we going to make it And to that? dining reservations don't matter. They'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Disney has Disney a lot of grace for those moments. Very nice about it. But I, it's, you know, showed up with an extra person and they're like, yeah, sure, come on in. Right. Right. They're pretty accommodating for mm -hmm. sure. I feel like, honestly, to be totally transparent with you, it's not like an easy thing for me to just come onto a podcast that like a lot of people are going to listen to and be like, yeah, I snapped at my seven year old kid. Right. <laughs> Cause it's not a proud moment for me, but I don't think that there's like a lot of parents out there that they can't relate to that. Like right. we are human beings. And as much as we want to be on, I think the beauty in that situation is, and unfortunately I think that there are a lot of parents out there that don't demonstrate this for their kids is to just take a moment as a, as a father to humble myself and say, I am not treating you well right now. Right. I'm sorry for that. Like apologizing to your kid is so powerful mm -hmm. because I think it teaches your kid like so many lessons. Um, so thank you for letting me like be vulnerable with that. But, um, and thank you guys who are listening and watching to allow me to do that as well, because I think there's probably, again, a lot of parents out there that can relate. I would imagine a, a lot of parents out there can relate to a moment where you're just like, yeah, I am over my edge right now. And I don't, I regret the decision that I just made and the interaction that I just had with my kid. For well, sure. that's hard. What's hard about being a parent is you're in charge of somebody else too. Right. right. So like, not only do you have to be in charge of yourself, yeah, which a lot of people have trouble with. Right. Um, yeah. You're having to, you're not just like everybody's stressed. People get stressed. Every For single sure. person in the world gets stressed. For sure. Even Ned Flanders. Do you know who Ned, Ned oh, Flanders is? No, I Ned Flanders gets stressed. <laughs> who is that? From The Simpsons. Homer's neighbor. Of course I don't know who that is. There's no reason for you to feel any sort of shame in that. Right. Because yeah. everybody gets stressed. Sure. I think this, this shame that I feel is not so much in the fact that I was stressed, but in the fact that I like snapped at my kid because of that stress. Right. And that's what I'm telling you is that's human. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no such thing as a perfect parent mm -hmm. at all. There, every parent is going to make mistakes. And unfortunately, my kids, there are things that I'm going to show my kids and teach my kids that like are not the best. Like right. they're, they, they are going to see all of the unhealthy qualities of their father, you know? Right. And, and my job and goal is to be very vulnerable and honest with them about those unhealthy qualities so that they recognize like, hey, dad's not perfect mm -hmm. and I make mistakes. And these are some of the things that I work through 
and this is how I try to work through them, but I'm never going to be perfect for you. Right. You know, like I'm always going to make mistakes. I'm always going to fall short. It's just, I would love to be able to like bounce back from those moments, which is why I also was proud of myself for being like, do not let this kid get out of this car without having a moment where you like come together before, because I would have sat there and watched him during that entire performance with such guilt. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't think I would have been able to do it well. Like I would have just been feeling guilty the entire time. Right. This is very heavy heavy podcast. podcast. I'll lighten the mood. My high dad moment is that Oliver has almost walked. Wow. He has taken like almost a step. I shouldn't say wow because I just watched it happen in the living room. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. He's like ready to go. I know. And I'm sad that we missed our crawling baby races, but yeah. Glad that he's starting to walk. He's just going to run. He's going to the next cruise. He will be walking. Or he just run Disney. Okay. (laughs) This is a run Disney podcast. Wait, track results of run Disney events. Run Disney one-year-old. Yeah. He's going to be one though soon. And that's very exciting. And also you have a birthday coming up. Yes. A couple weeks. How old am I going to be? 42. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. I know things. How old do you guys think I was? When's my birthday? May? Nothing. It's all right. It's fine. I forgive you, I guess. I'm going to say it's either the ninth. Aha. Ah. Wow. I'm proud okay. of you. I feel all seen. Right. How old will I be? I don't uh, expect you to know this. You turned 18 in 2009. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll be 33. 33. Yep. Lucky number 33. So that's some personal news. I am going to Disneyland and I'm very excited. I'm going to Disneyland, not not on May 9th, but around my birthday. I'm hoping to get tickets. They haven't announced when they're going on sale yet, but I'm hoping to get tickets to Star Wars night. I've never done that before. Uh-huh. Have you? No. Have you ever done a Disney like After Dark event? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done a Disneyland. Disneyland no. After Dark event? No. I'm really excited. I hope I can get tickets. I hope uh, you get to go pod racing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just hoping that there's certain characters there. Like I would love to meet Queen Amidala. Hmm. Did you call her Amidala? What is uh, Queen Amidala? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there's that's, there's different ways to say it, but it was just they caught me off guard. That what you did said you Am- say? Amidala. Oh, I don't know. I don't Queen Amidala. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, you said Amidala. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, love to meet her, and I've never ridden Hyperspace Mountain. Oh, Hyperspace Mountain's fun. The yeah. lift hill is super weird. I really want to ride it. I'm yeah. excited about that. And then Pixar Fest will be happening. When I'm out there. Exciting. Yeah, watch a new I'll get to watch a new fireworks show. I'm a little I'm excited to watch a new fireworks show, but I'm also kind of sad that I won't get to watch Wondrous Journeys because it is my favorite Disney work Disney fireworks show. Yeah. Um, but also I'll get to watch Magic Happens again. That parade is fantastic. Yeah, you'll get to do that in August when we go for D twenty three. Yeah. Hopefully it'll still be going. I would imagine it would be. No, they said it's ending what? right before D twenty three. Didn't they? Yeah. No, no. Right? I don't know. Oh my God. This is, this will be, this is like Disneyland news, Disneyland specific. Yeah. I will look it up on my cell phone. Well, I'm very excited about my trip. I cannot wait to go. And obviously when I go, I'll come back and recap all of those experiences on the podcast. I'm also definitely going to walk over to Pixar Place Hotel to go check it out and see all of the new fun, exciting things over there. Um, there's not a festival that's happening when I go. Actually, yeah, there is Pixar Fest. 
And that's going to be fascinating because I believe that Pixar Fest is celebrated at Disneyland and at DCA. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. I think there's like a cavalcade at DCA um, that's a part of Pixar Fest as well. This isn't... But they do have a fireworks show that's Pixar themed that happens at Disneyland. Maybe I was making that up about the Magic Happens thing. Because I thought that they announced... I know that it just came back. Like, I want to say it came back this week. Um, and maybe it, it's the fireworks show. Well, it was a, yeah, the fireworks show is ending. Cause I was like, oh, I'll get to see it. And then we found out that the date was like right before D23. Wondrous journeys better not end before D23. I have to watch that again. I only got to see it with fireworks one time. I saw it as like a projection show. So fun fact, if you don't know, also, I just was reminded of another fun fact I want to share with you guys, but, um, at Disneyland fireworks shows, are not always every night like they are at Walt Disney World. Because of zoning, they sometimes limit it to just the weekends when they do their fireworks shows over at Disneyland. Um, Also, there was some comments on our last video about IP. What did I place? Hold on. I guess it says that Wondrous Journeys ended on April 14th, 2024. Ends on April 14th, 2024. That's because of Pixar Fest. Okay, so you won't get to see it while you're out there. I won't get to see Wondrous Journeys. I'll get to see this fireworks show that happens for Pixar Fest. I don't remember the name of it. But it says that Mickey's Mixed Magic is replacing it in 2024. I think that's like for a period of time. Okay. But there's a chance that it could come back. Okay, so you're telling me there's a chance. I hope so, because you have to experience it. You need to watch that show. Okay. It, it doesn't... Well, see, the show was released for like Disney 100, like the 100th celebrate 100 years of the disney walt disney company like celebration um but the show is so good that they can just keep it there's no reason okay disney if you're listening don't get rid of that show it's my favorite um ip intellectual property people were asking about what that stands for when we say ip we're referring to like pirates of the caribbean now it is ip yeah before the movies came out it was not technically IP. Right. It was just pirates. That was a Disney thought up and invented idea. Right. So there's attractions that are IP based. For example, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, any any attraction that is based off of a movie is Peter Pan. An IP attraction. Uh, Rat- Peter the Pooh. Ratatouille. I don't Non-IP? It's a small world. Correct. Uh, jungle. Well, Jungle Cruise is now IP. Because right. they made a movie about the Jungle Cruise. What? Haunted Mansion was once not IP. It is now IP because there are Haunted Mansion movies. Big Thunder Mountain is not IP. Correct. Uh, and we're, we're running out of... Uh, Hall of Presidents, I would say, is probably not IP. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, well, how about we go over to Hollywood Studios Everything? Everything is now IP. Right? I There's don't... nothing that's original there. There were, like, like uh, this... Lights Motor Action used to be a, an attraction that was not IP. Yeah. I think everything at this point at Hollywood Studios is an IP attraction. Yeah. Which th- there are people out there who have a problem with that. Some people wish that we've had some like original concepts. Test Track is not an IP attraction. Rock and Roller Coaster. Correct. That would not I- be IP. There's no. But the IP is Aerosmith. Is that, is Aerosmith Disney IP? I don't know. It is an intellectual property. Hmm. But. Right. I feel like they're just in, in an agreement. That's like saying that Chevy, isn't Chevy the sponsor? Does Aerosmith maybe sponsor? No, Haynes sponsors it. What? 
Hanes sponsors Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. At least they I did. Don't I, don't I don't know, know if they that, still do. That's a deep dive into the IP world. Right. But um, Dinosaur. Not, not IP. No, it is IP. It is. It used to be. It is IP now because the movie Dinosaur. I thought that that was... Oh, yeah. It used to non be because it was Countdown to Extinction. Then the movie came out and they renamed it the Dinosaur. Right. What is the type of dinosaur that they... Iguanodon. Have? Iguanodon. And the, the movie Dinosaur is based off of an Iguanodon. Right. I loved that movie as a kid. Mm. Loved it so much. You don't do. love that attraction? Why not? I don't. It's not that I dislike it. I like. I enjoy it. I love my son. Luke loves dinosaur. He loves dinosaurs in general. I don't know. It like jerks you around a lot. It's very dark. Fun ride. Would you rather it be Indiana Jones? Um, I love Indiana Jones. I think it's. I think it, Indiana Jones is a better version of an attraction. I agree with that for sure. But I don't necessarily want like them to make a copycat version of that and put it at Walt Disney World. Let's explain. Because, so Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida is the exact same ride as Indiana Jones at Disneyland Magic Kingdom in Anaheim, California. Right. Exact same path, exact same layout, exact Which is same movement. So mind-boggling to me because... They're two totally different track, different Experiences, yeah. Experience. Because Dinosaur is so dark... Mm-hmm. You really don't have an idea of what the track looks like. Right. And Indiana Jones and Disneyland, you can see where you're going. There's fire. Uh, but they've rumored, and, and it's not even just a rumor, when they talked about blue sky ideas, they talked about what they were going to do with Dinoland USA. We know something is going to happen to Dinoland USA. Something has to happen at this point. Right, there's a huge empty spot where yeah. they took down the it's, roller coaster. It's a very sad area at this point. It's fun. Like, the carnival games are a blast. Yeah. But it's just like, what are we doing here? Right. They talked about how that area could become, they've said several different things. They've talked about Moana. They've mm. talked about Encanto. And they also mentioned Indiana Jones. They talked about like a, a Latin America area. But, but they talked about this concept of like maybe Central and South America having like representation, something like the Americas. But it yeah. wasn't, it was something like that anyways. So they would incorporate Encanto and Indiana Jones into that space. And that would make sense because they could basically just take Dinosaur and make it the Indiana Jones attraction. Right. Which I would be okay with them making it Indiana Jones, but I would want them to have different scenes. Right. Give me different animatronics. So we're not necessarily doing like a copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Same concept, different scenes. Okay. I'd be down for that. I love Indiana Jones. I do think we hear something about that at D23. I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. I'm going to be really sad if they start talking about one Walt Disney World at D23 and they're like bring out the blue sky they're like what if I wonder how the crowd would respond how people would boo (laughs) I told you that the guy behind me booed I remember that yeah yeah were you with me I was I was in a section next to you okay but I remember you watching you recording and the guy booing it was about Zootopia yeah he's like Zootopia and Animal Kingdom the guy stood up yeah he was mad and he booed as loud as he could they, but that's when they talked about that that original. So they talked about that at D23 Expo. And then at Destination D23 is when they talked about Encanto and Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But at D23 Expo, they talked about it being Moana and Zootopia in yeah. Dinoland USA. Now they've said Zootopia is going to take over. A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. It's themed to A Bug's Life now. And they talked about how they are. I, I'm pretty positive that was one that they confirmed they're yeah. going to change to Zootopia. Yeah. Which I'm on board with. I think that fits it's under fine. the tree of life. Okay. It's going to be sad to see Bug's Life go because 
that experience traumatizes a lot of people. But yeah, um, if you haven't done it, there are little like whips that come out of the chair and act like little bugs are crawling over you. How did I? I literally have no idea how we got there. Talked about Disneyland. Oh, I talked about how I'm going You're to Disneyland. Going to Disneyland. <laughs> there you go. Then we ended up back here. Your birthday is coming up, and that's exciting. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you want to move on to news? Yeah. So, um, or do you want to talk about our experiences at the park? Well, I think news because speaking of Moana, mm-hmm. big news. Oh yeah, they announced Moana Two is coming out this year. A lot of people were very surprised by this. Um, and, and for good reason, because it kind of does feel like it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We knew that there was going to be a Moana series on that was going to be released on Disney Plus. Right. We didn't know that a Moana 2 movie was in production. Is Are there actual two separate projects? Is the series still happening? No, the series is becoming the movie. Okay. And the movie is slated for a theatrical release this November. Right. Which is very quickly. Yeah. Which is, I think that's what is so shocking about it. We didn't really even know that that was happening. And November is just like, boom. Yeah. There it is. Do you think that it will have weird story arcs every 30 minutes? I don't think so. Like it, uh, they just paste, pasted together yeah. a bunch of the episodes. No, I think they're really like smoothing it over. And maybe the series had like an ongoing story. Okay. Maybe it wasn't like each episode had its own storyline. Maybe the whole, like it was like building upon each other. Okay. I'm not sure, but I'm excited. I love Moana. It's one of, Moana is one of my favorite Disney princesses. Okay. Um, And Moana came out the year that Luke was born. Oh. I, th- I believe 2014. Um, And... It was just a movie that like Luke would watch as a baby and I just, I love it. I love the, like, I'm a beach guy. I love the visual like imagery. I love the ocean. I love the water. I think it's fantastic. I'm kind of surprised you didn't say you were a beach boy. <laughs> that would be a good little like Easter egg. I'm very excited about Moana too. I cannot wait to see what that's all about. And then other, other things that they announced, this all happened in like a shareholders in the earnings call earnings call. Yeah. So Bob Iger got out there and was like, we're doing it. Bob Iger's like, Taylor Swift, we're bringing her to Disney Plus. So the Eras Tour the is Aeros. coming. Are you going to watch Plus. it? <laughs> sure. Yes, I am. I kind of want to watch it with you guys. Okay. Can we have like a Taylor Swift party? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. Uh, yeah, we do. We'll make time. <laughs> we get all dressed as our favorite era. <laughs> Isn't, aren't her eras just her albums? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine's going to be, I'm just going to be dressed as a Christmas tree farm. What era would you choose? A Christmas tree farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one before she even, she used to work on a Christmas tree farm. Um, Yeah, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. She didn't ever work there? I don't think so. I bet you she did. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure she, she was did something. Kid. Yeah. She cut down a tree. <laughs> I'm proud of you for knowing that. Yeah, it's my favorite Christmas song by Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're just going to dress up like a tree. <laughs> That's it. That's good. That's how I'm going to do it. I think a lot of people are going to be having Taylor Swift themed parties. Well, this is going to get released after the Super Bowl has already happened, but this coming weekend is the Super Bowl and a lot of people are going to be having some. I didn't realize it was this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) So it was yesterday. Yeah. I can't believe that the. Who do you think is going to win? Do you know who's in it? 
well, uh, Taylor Swift's team, right? The Kansas City's Chiefs. Yeah, good job. And Her the, team. People the, are going to be so offended that you said Is that. it the 49ers? <laughs> you just ticked off so many people. But I don't know that the people that like are probably listening are necessarily people that will be ticked off by that. So Is it the 49ers? Yeah. Huh. Do you know where they're from? San Francisco. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Football names are like enough in the zeitgeist that I can like. You can pull them. Feel where they're from. Where do you, who do you think is going to win? I mean, the the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. You can't. Can't bet against Taylor Swift? Well, no, it's not <laughs> not even that, but like, uh, do you, you know, can't bet against. Do you know who the quarterback for the Chiefs are? Is it, is it the guy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, the guy? He is a guy. <laughs> this is fun. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Frank. How many quarterbacks are there in the NFL right now that are named Frank? <laughs> For, uh, How many um, 20 or 30 year olds do you know that are named Frank? He used to go to school with the guy that was named Frank when yeah. he was in high school. I, I, I apologize. I'm not trying to offend all the Franks out there. <laughs> and you did. Um, Frank, maybe, Frank's going to show up in the comment section and be real ticked off. Maybe Christopher? No. <laughs> um, Patrick. Uh, Patrick? His name's Patrick? Mm hmm. Gina's last name. No. Wow. I'm. I, this is. I mean, I'm not trying to insult your lack of information when it comes to sports because it's just not your thing. And that's does he totally go by okay. Patrick? Patrick Mahomes. I almost said Mahoney. <laughs> I would have given you credit for that. Oh, okay. Is there a Patrick Mahoney in basketball? Maybe. I'm not a big basketball guy. Okay. Um. So yeah, the the Chiefs are playing the 49ers. I do also think that the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm pulling for the 49ers. Oh, why is that? You hate Taylor Swift? No, not at all. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that Taylor has found happiness. Um, and you know, it'd be fun for the Chiefs to win for her and Travis Kelsey to have like power couple moment. What she is... just finished the Grammys. She won two Grammys. She announced a new album. She did. Do you know what it's called? And the Dead Poets Society. Something about backroom poets or poets. The Tortured Poets Department. Tortured Poets Department. Yeah, but I'm proud of you for even knowing the poet stuff. Um, Did you so see stuff online about like the Dead Poets Society and the connection there? No, I didn't know. Well, people were just, there's not a connection, but people were just like, um, people were taking pictures of the Dead Poets Society and saying, hey, look, it's the Tortured Poets Department. Oh, okay. Anyway. Gotcha. Robin Williams. People probably don't care about all of this stuff. What? position does that guy Kelsey Travis play? Kelsey um um oh my gosh you just asked me that question and my brain went totally blank he's a tight end oh okay <laughs> so he's a he's a runner he runs and he catches the ball right correct so the tight end will catch the ball but also they'll block a lot as well okay so he's like a middle-sized guy mm -hmm. uh he's pretty big but not like the size of like his brother Jason Kelsey I don't, yeah, sure. <laughs> not the, not as big as like a guy that's a blocker. Do you mean, yeah, do you mean big as in like round? No, I mean like they need to be bigger guys, right? Right, right, right. Like kind of stocky. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm asking because linemen usually are more stocky. Like they're, they're bigger because they are blocking. Okay. But tight ends also have to be somewhat versatile. So they're not necessarily just like, they're not just responsible for blocking. This is, this is now a football podcast. I'm interested. <laughs> Uh, tight ends also they run routes at times where they okay. have to catch the ball one of the most popular um, tight ends which Travis Kelsey also is one of the greatest tight ends um, but Rob Gronkowski okay he has it, hair 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right? Uh, a lot you, of football players have a lot of hair. Do you? I right? guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's the helmet. I don't know what that is. Rob Gronkowski. Do you know Gronk? Like who his quarterback was? He's like a, it's a very famous quarterback. Was it for the Patriots? Mm-hmm. For the, the Tampa Bay guys? The guy that went yeah, from the both. Patriots to yeah. Tampa Bay? You know his name, right? Oh, dear. Mr. Brady. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Tom. Tom. Yeah. Thomas. <laughs> he threw his, his, he was in Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. He'd had a little bit too much Correct. to drink and he threw the trophy from one boat to another. He did. And they almost lost it in Tampa. I was there. You were there in the boat? (laughs) You caught it? Good for you. I'm proud of you for catching it. I would be so proud. That would be like one of the best moments of my life. Mm. But no, I was just at the victory parade. I'm a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Do you think that Taylor Swift's boyfriend has had a lot of concussions? I feel like a lot of football players have had a lot of concussion. Okay. Yeah. It's not good. I know. It has potential long-term effects for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're both very happy. It was shocking after the Chiefs won. She went down on the field to go like greet him, and she doesn't usually do that. So that was pretty cool to see. Why is that shocking? She usually just leaves after the game. Oh, yeah, because she would get swamped. Yeah. Okay. But she went down on the field and like con- congratulated him, and they were like, people were all like guessing what they were saying to one another. Oh, I bet you she said, good job. <laughs> You did great at your football game. I'm proud of you. But they're being and very public with their relationship. Go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> can't believe you'd go. Yeah, can't believe you're going. He's like walking the park. Um, but they like he did interviews this week leading up to the to the Super Bowl, and people asked him a lot of questions, obviously about Taylor, and they're being very open about their relationship, which is cool to see. Mm. Because her, this is again, people don't care about this stuff. Wait, go ahead, finish your thing. Her previous relationship was very secretive. And so we don't know a lot about their relationship. With Taylor Lautner. No. <laughs> that was like years ago. Oh, <laughs> the one that got away. Uh, a lot of people would say that he is the one that got away. But he's mm-hmm. happily married now. So I know. Could to be a, happily married to another Taylor. He is married to another Taylor. And then a third Taylor. <laughs> Bring it all. It's all Taylors all they, the time. I love, that's like a power couple. Taylor and Taylor Lautner. They're amazing. Who's the, what's his wife's name? Taylor. I understand that part. What's the rest of it? What are you talking Who about? is she? Oh. What is her, her name? She, Taylor's her name, Taylor Lautner. What was her name before she was married? I don't know. She she was not. She was she a power couple then? Because, okay, they have a podcast and I listen to it and it's fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like to me, a power couple is like two famous people uh, that got together. Why do they both have to be famous? That's the power part. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think that she's becoming more popular now because they, they're doing this podcast together. And Taylor Lautner really resurgenced when he was in. Taylor Swift's one of her most recent music videos. Mm, okay. This is such right. useless information, but. Uh, let me ask you this, because this will bring it back okay. for us. <laughs> when a team wins the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they say, I'm going to Disney right. World or Disneyland. Right. How do they pick? I think it's like a geographical thing. Okay. So the Super Bowl this year is in Vegas. I feel like they'll go to Disneyland. Not like where their team's from? Correct. Okay. They don't care about that. They put a lot. They put them on a plane that night and they go. Kansas and, City is closer to Walt Disney World, right? Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be pretty is close. It, where, where, what is? It's not in Kansas, right? Kansas City. Um, Kansas City always confuses me because There's a lot of different Kansas cities. Yeah, I don't know. Look at that. Look at us, two Americans, <laughs> unsure about geography. Well, we know geography. We just don't know which Kansas City Kansas City is in. I want to say it's how, in Kansas. How ridiculous is that? Um, well, yeah. We didn't get to make those rules. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but right. I, I know that they'll go to Disneyland. 
But Walt Disney World, if they did choose to come here, we have some news to tell them about. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would we tell them about Walt Disney World? The so, water parks are switching. Yeah, just in case. One's closing, one's opening. If there are any people who play for the Chiefs and you were interested on your recent trip to Disney. Yeah, there's... um, This always happens. And it, to me, I was telling Tim this because this news broke today. Um, Typhoon Lagoon is going to reopen on March 17th, which means that Blizzard Beach will be closed starting March 17th, a.k.a. their last day of operation will be March 16th. Which to me is interesting. It makes sense for Blizzard Beach to be open over the winter. Because it's Blizzard Beach. Right. Right. But that also means that there will be downtime built into Blizzard Beach. So Blizzard Beach will stay nicer than Typhoon Lagoon because Typhoon Lagoon's open during the spring, summer. Right. Which month. I would imagine those are like far more people attend the water parks during those months than they right. do during the winter months. But also sometimes they'll close the water parks during the winter months due to inclement weather, right. cold weather. Right. So. I, I just wish that both would stay open at the same time. a third water park. Yeah. I also wonder if it has to do with staffing. Yeah. I'd imagine that they're just moving the staff that was working at Blizzard Beach over to Typhoon Lagoon. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, only cast members could answer that question, but I, I think that that makes sense. The right. roles are probably very similar. Lifeguards would be the same. Like, mm-hmm. a, lifeguarding is the same whether you're at a water park or you're at a pool. There's obviously some differences for sure, but lifeguarding is what you are trained. I was That was my first job. Fun Mine fact. too. Oh my gosh, look at this. Want to get, like, matching lifeguard tattoos? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, fine. I didn't want to do that anyway. (laughs) I, yeah. Anyway. uh, Why would you get a lifeguard tattoo? I would never. (laughs) Okay. Just checking. I was joking. Um, But, yeah. So, that's exciting. Yeah. Going back to the the call with Bob. Earnings call. Yeah. I forgot we were talking about this. (laughs) What else got announced? Um, So, they talked about, or Bob, (laughs) Bob. Go, Bob. <laughs> Bob mentioned that approximately $60 billion um, are going to be put into the business over the next 10 years, and approximately 70% of that is earmarked for in- expansion. Yes. Incremental capacity, expanding investments around the globe, which we expect to generate attractive returns. Referring to theme parks. Which thinks that he said around the globe. I know. I don't like that. That just, I mean. Not a lot of money for... It makes me happy for all the parks, like international parks, but I feel like international parks have been getting so much love lately. Right. And Shanghai's brand new. And, and yeah, like they've got like frozen land. They've got like a Neverland area and Mm. like they, Paris has gotten so many new things. I feel like recently, Mm -hmm. even like, I just want some TLC at Walt Disney world. That's all that I ask for. We need, we need more space. You need. Places for people to go. But even some of the spaces that we do have, like, do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like, Dinoland USA. Yeah. Stitch's Great Escape has been closed for how many years? Right. What is that building being used for? Seasonal. And nothing. Seasonal. Nothing. <laughs> I use it as a queue line to get into a shop one time. Yeah. Just give me give me new things. Oh, well, the Tron world. merchandise. That's what it was for. I just want new things at Walt Disney World. Yeah. I don't even need a new theme park for Walt Disney World. I'm fine with waiting for something like that. I don't even know if we have the space for something like that to happen. We do. I know staffing is something that could potentially be a problem for a new theme park. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want new things at Walt Disney World. Yeah. We need a couple new attractions. Right. At least minimum. Yeah. A couple new attractions. Especially building a whole new resort area 
at the Polynesian. Like people are going to keep coming. Yeah. It's going to get, and the parks have been busy. Like we went to Animal Kingdom last weekend. This was on a, a Saturday in January where there's not a ton happening. Like usually this is somewhat of an off season. Right. A Saturday at the end of January, we showed up at Animal Kingdom around 4.30. The park closed at 7. The wait for Flight of Passage at 4.30, two and a half hours before park close, was 225 minutes. Hmm. That is so wild. Yeah. And the park felt busy, which is good. I'm glad that people are coming. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like it's so congested. Yeah. We need more space. We do. We need places for people to go, not just hotels. Um, speaking of spaces at Walt Disney World, other news that broke today is that 1900 Park Fair is reopening on April 10th. It's exciting. For those of you who don't know what that is, it is the character dining experience at the Grand Floridian. Aladdin and his Prince Ali look, Cinderella, Mirabelle, and Tiana and her new look for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Oh. That is very oh. exciting. Yes, I will be there. I'm going to try to go too. I want to see this Tiana outfit. Me too. And I want to see Mirabelle at a restaurant because that is fantastic. Yeah. Look at that. Look what do you think the food's going to be? I really, really am I'm proud of Disney for this because I feel like that's such a diverse group of people. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited for that to be back. I'm excited to experience it. I, I don't know. Like, well, it'll be interesting. We'll report back, obviously, down the road, but yeah. we'll report back on like what the food's like and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, stay tuned. Um, that's going to do it for like a lot of the news at Walt Disney World. There's always new things happening, and so oh, Percy Jackson got renewed for a okay. second season. And we didn't we talked about Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, you alluded to it, is coming to Disney Plus starting I think March 15th. Also, Fortnite. Forgot about yeah. that. I don't so understand. Disney bought a stake. I don't in understand Fortnite. a lot of that. I've never played Fortnite. Yeah, it's it's a it's a a shooter game. Yeah, but you like build stuff like Fortnite. Right. Yeah, so I but but I know people are very passionate about Fortnite. Yeah, you'll be able to add things to your characters from Disney characters. Yeah, like which, which is a lot of people Darth are very Vader, excited about it. Marvel characters, like you give your character like those Iron Man things coming out of his hands. Which, you oh, know, that's awesome. One of them had Thor's hammer, like Stormbreak. They had like a name for this partnership, and I believe that it was like something epic. Which I thought, Epic is the name of the 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 company that makes Fortnite. It's Epic oh, Games. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not a gamer. I don't. I've never played Fortnite, but I know these things. Yeah. And then that's exciting. So yeah, it was Disney X Fortnite. Okay. Well, that's. I know that people were very excited about. They're very passionate about that. So. And I think I saw something about them also bringing in a new area to the Fortnite universe. Makes sense. That will be Disney themed. That makes sense. That's exciting. I know, like. I grew up playing game, video games. Like I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts as a oh, kid. Okay. Loved Kingdom Hearts. I wonder if you'll be able to have Kingdom Hearts characters in Fortnite. That'd be exciting. I don't know how that works because Kingdom Hearts wasn't solely Disney, I don't think. Right, but also, yeah, it was like a Capcom game or something. Right. It's the questions we have. <laughs> uh, but I know that another Disney game that is, and maybe people that are listening or watching also play this, but have you ever heard of Dreamlight Valley? Yeah, I've looked at it. Have you played it? Um, I personally, my sister is going to be mad because she bought me for my birthday Dreamlight Valley. Cozy edition? No, I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, She bought me Dreamlight Valley and she was like so excited. She was like, you got to play. Like, you're going to love it. Does she play it? Oh, all the time. 
Okay. I FaceTime her on a regular basis. And when I FaceTime her at night, she's always playing Dreamlight Valley. And what is it? It's like a, it's, I don't want to say it's like The Sims because it's not like The Sims, but in similar in concept where you're like building your valley. Okay. So you're like, I don't fully understand. Almost like Animal Crossing a little bit? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Based on what I've seen. And so Francie plays, my wife plays all the time. Okay. And Luke loves it. Luke will sit and play Dreamlight Valley for a while. Okay. It's like you go on like different missions to unlock new things to build and grow and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I'll look into it. I don't fully understand it, but I know that like people really love it. And yeah, my sister Quinn is obsessed. Um, and now they added a new feature where you can go visit other people's valleys. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like go, you get to go like run around together and drop into Taylor Swift Valley. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think Taylor Swift one has time to play Dreamlight Valley and two. What's she doing on her tour bus? She's not on a bus. On her airplane. She's (laughs) playing Dreamlight Valley on her switch. I don't think so. You don't know this. Why wouldn't she? You're right. You're right. Maybe she's just an avid Dreamlight Valley fan. That'd be fun to, like, accidentally stumble upon Taylor Swift's valley. Wow. I wonder what yeah. the valley would look like. Probably pretty nice. Maybe. Maybe she has, like, people, like, her assistants, like, help build her valley for her. That seems like it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> What's the point? Just, like, make this look awesome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, that'll do it for our news at Walt Disney World and, like, new movies and stuff coming out. And, um... Yeah, I think it, we can go ahead and like recap our experience at SeaWorld. Okay. So they are having a festival. Seven Seas Food Festival. I had not been back to SeaWorld in a very long time, so I was really excited to go back. Um, and I also was really excited to experience the festival as well. Um, the festival has started already. Mm-hmm. It's happening till the end of March. And I have to look it up. I forgot to look that part up. Okay. I can look it up while we're talking about it, but... Um, I was, like I said, I was very excited to be back. It runs through May, May 19th. May 19th. A very long festival. Yeah. Which is exciting because it gives you plenty of time to go experience. There's a lot of different food offerings at this festival, more so than like, definitely more than what, how many food booths are at Mardi Gras at Universal right now. Right. But it is also just on the weekends. Right. We should specify that. Right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um. But it's exciting, and, and it says there's over 200 flavors, and there's 32 live concerts. Um, some of the concerts are pretty exciting. You've got Josh Turner, Hanson, the Hansen. News Boys. Mbop. Yeah. Bon- oh, it says Journey and Bon Jovi Tribute Band. Yeah, that's a thing that SeaWorld and Busch Gardens both do. Okay. That's exciting. But anyway, so um, we got to go. We got to. You went for media, so you got to try a lot of the food before you went into right. the park. Um, and then I went just with my AP um, and went to go try some of the different food. Standout dishes for me, the one that I cannot get my brain off of and I want it like over and over again, they had at the Asian market, they had a um, deep fried sushi. Right. And it was like tempura fried sushi. Yeah. It was, it was a California roll. Yeah. Fried. With, yeah. With like eel sauce on it. Crab. Yeah. Crab, crab meat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like looking at me like, what are you even talking about? No, yeah. About? Crab meat is in the California roll. Yes. Yeah. But it was delicious. I loved it so much and um, I would absolutely recommend that dish. I would tell you everybody to try it for sure if you're into sushi. Um, also at the Gulf Coast booth, I had the shrimp and grits. I think that's a returning item, but I can see why it's returning because it was also delicious. Um, 
I'm just trying to think of some of the food that I had that was like stand out. The fried pickles were really tasty. The sauce that came with the fried pickles. First of all, fried pickles, if you've never had them, you have to try a fried pickle. Delicious. I prefer my fried pickles with ranch. This sauce had like a horseradish kick to it. It was a little bit spicy. I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. But just if you do go to SeaWorld and try the fried pickles and you don't like spicy, that might not be your like... Horseradish spice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Not like pepper spice, but... right. A different type of spice. Speaking of spices, we'll get into that conversation from today. Okay. Um, You're going to bring it back up? (laughs) Yeah, my fault. Um, The highlight for me, and I know you had a different highlight. Oh, yeah. The highlight for me was getting to ride Pipeline for the first time. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me the highlighted food. Oh, no. My highlighted food was the sushi. Oh, mine was the chicken tikka masala. Oh, yeah. That was very Very good. good. That was from the India booth. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was very tasty. It had mm-hmm. like a, a lot of like curry. In yeah. It. Yeah. Is that the one that had peas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, the highlight, like experience highlight for me was getting to ride pipeline for the first time pipeline yeah. for you. If you don't know, if you haven't been to SeaWorld, it's like a, would you describe it as a stand up coaster? It is a stand up B&M roller coaster. Yeah. But first of its kind in that it has, uh, articulated seats. So the seats can move up and down to a degree. Right. So you're not like, you don't technically have to totally stand the entire time, but you're not necessarily sitting either. Right. You're kind of just like squatting. Jumping up and down. <laughs> well, I did not jump. I did. I kept telling him to jump. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It I, I had never experienced anything like it before. The sensation of standing and going upside down is a really fun sensation. Right. And I didn't get any sort of like motion sickness from it. I'm sure people... Do you get motion sickness? Sometimes. Oh. I've noticed that I mostly get motion sickness when I have to go backwards. So... Expedition two, Everest? Yeah. Two attractions that are starting to really make me queasy are Expedition Everest and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, it's something about the Gs that you feel when you're going backwards that really just like, it makes... This sounds weird, but it makes my brain like shuffle. Well, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I feel like whoa, everything's spinning. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, so um, really enjoyed Pipeline. I thought it was a fantastic coaster. We rode it twice back to back because, yeah. like, we rode it at the very end of the night and after just, it had been down for a long time, it had just reopened. Um, and they like it was basically you get off and could walk right back on. Yeah, there was like twenty people there trying to ride it. I and loved that's it. it. It was so much fun. So that was the highlight of the night for me. I did also want to mention before we move on from SeaWorld. But what was your highlight? I feel like you have to talk about there was an experience that you had that you looked like a kid. Oh, I got to meet Snuffleupagus. <laughs> yeah. You were like so happy after that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's like not necessarily relevant saying that now because he's not there now, right? It was yeah. just for the. Still there. Oh, okay. Well, he's there for a long time because oh. of the fifth anniversary right. of the SeaWorld area of the park. Well, Tim looked happier. Like, it was one of the happiest moments that I've seen for Tim. Mm-hmm. Seeing Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus is amazing, and you should go see him. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, Bush Gardens Food and Wine Festival released a preview of their concert lineup. So, uh, it is 11-weekend extravaganza with electrifying concert featuring 22 chart-topping acts. And I want to I want to read some of these names to you and see if you know who they are. Oh dear, Goo Goo Dolls. Okay, yeah, you know who the Goo Goo Dolls are. Yeah, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. No. Okay, 
Sister Hazel. Night. Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bizarre that they're there. Owl City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Okay. That's exciting that they're going to be at Bush Gardens. I want to go. Yeah. Uh, Grupo Nietzsche. No. Better Than Ezra. Sounds familiar. And Vertical Horizon. Mm-mm. Okay. Hoobastank. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michael Ray. Nope. Gavin DeGraw. Yeah. Andy Grammer. Uh-huh. Chris Lane. Boys Like Girls. Yeah. These feel like bands that I listened to a lot when I was in high school. Right? Yeah. Like punk rock. 38 Special. No. Okay. So, uh, just to clue you guys in a little bit behind the scenes thing that happened, the camera overheated and turned off. That happened twice so far while we've been recording. So That's show business, baby. And then I hit the tripod, so it might be like a slightly different view, <laughs> like just an inch off or so. Changing the angles on you. But yeah, so we had a, we, we left off with SeaWorld. It was a great time at SeaWorld. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's not much more to say about it other than the food was delicious, and I, I definitely want to go back, and I'm glad that I have until May to do that. So Yeah. I uh, really don't remember what the last thing that I said was. I don't remember either, but that's okay. Yeah. Here we are. We made it. So one thing that we did allude to is that we did hang out earlier this morning together. We went over to Magic Kingdom. Um, Walt Disney World, Disney Parks are celebrating soulfully. um, And this is in honor of black culture and heritage um, during the month of February. So until February 29th, um, they're doing, they have different food that is like popped up around property. If you go to Disney Parks blog and check out the article, they also pay attention to um, some of the black artists that are performing over at Epcot for Festival of the Arts. Yeah. Um, and then they also, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but they tend to pay attention to, or they tend to highlight and draw attention to some of the ways that the parks already celebrate culture. And this isn't just with Black culture and heritage. It's also with like Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month. Um, they'll they'll have different food items show up um, that are, you know, there to celebrate that culture across property. But then... Typically, the blog will also focus on ways that they're already celebrating that culture. Right. And other things that are already in play. Right. Not just food. Um, But we did get to try food today. Mm -hmm. So our morning started with, it was actually like noon. Yeah, it was lunchtime when we went. So we had lunch over at Pecos Bill um, Tall Tale Cafe. Pecos and Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. Yeah. (laughs) I always get those words mixed up. Something that that is, uh, as we are members of the Disney community... There's a lot of gatekeeping that happens within the Disney community. Like, it's not Cinderella's castle, it's Cinderella Castle. Right. It's not Pecos Bill's, right. it's Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. Right, right, right. So, uh, just letting you guys know that that's the thing. I feel like we we usually refer to it as Pecos Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to, Pe- uh, or actually sometimes I just say Pecos. I say Pecos Bill's. Okay. Sometimes. Do you? Yeah, because why not? That's oh, fine. I mean, yeah, it's okay. Like, no one's going to be. It's offended. his tall tale inn and cafe. Right? <laughs> I mean, even people get very frustrated with Cinderella's castle. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, I get it. Cinderella I, castle. Sleeping Beauty castle. I don't really understand that. She doesn't live there? It's not her castle? I don't understand why it's called Cinderella castle either. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, um, so the food over at Pecos Bill, <laughs> um, we had, we started with a sandwich. It was Yeah, fried green tomatoes. Pimentos, cheese, pimento cheese, <laughs> bacon and pimento cheese, and some bacon. So I was really fascinated to see what the sandwich was going to be like because at Pop Eats, which is a booth at Epcot right now for Festival of the Arts, they have a tomato soup with a grilled cheese, and that grilled cheese is fried 
green tomatoes, pimento cheese, and bacon. Yeah. Um, so I guess in my brain, I went into eating the sandwich expecting that it was going to be similar to that. It was similar in that the ingredients inside of the sandwich were the same, but it was a very different experience. Yeah. Because so it had lettuce on it. It did. And the bread was not toasted like a grilled cheese would. It wasn't grilled. Yeah. It was soft white bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was delicious. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. A little bit of spice to it. It came with chips. There were not a lot of chips on the side for sure. The house-made chips too. Yeah, they were tasty. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I made the comment that I wish I had more pimento cheese because I would have loved to have dipped my chips into the pimento cheese. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was delicious. I think it's worth it. And um, if you're at Magic Kingdom, give it a try. It's something different. We also got the sweet potato pie. And that was so good. It was very delicious. It's not a, it's a, it is a returning item, so it's not a new item. Right. But very good. Very tasty. And and I alluded to this earlier, but that that is where the conversation re- regarding spices came up. Because there was like a sort of a tang to mm-hmm. the sweet potato pie. I'm glad that you call it a tang. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Hmm? Explain what you thought was in the in the, in the the sweet potato pie. <laughs> I felt like I tasted a little bit of ginger. And is ginger something that you classify as tangy? I don't know. Okay. I, I just want to, I, I, to test. I questioned all of my classifications after today's conversation. It was a whirlwind of emotion. So I, I was like, it's almost gingery. And Tim was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> There is either lemon or lime in there. You literally made the comment, I, I'm questioning a lot about you since you're actually thinking that that's ginger. Right. And now it makes me fully understand the things that you like. Insecure about myself. That I was like, I don't understand how Nick <laughs> likes these things. These are these are bad flavors to me, but Nick I loves them. I don't know. Something about it was gingery. So then we went on a rabbit hole. We started Googling like what gets put into sweet potato pie. And there are sweet potato there pies. There are some sweet potato pies that, that have ginger. ginger. So... This sweet potato pie was not one of them. This sweet potato pie had lemon zest and lemon juice in it. Yeah, we did fact check it, and it indeed was. We went and, and looked at the the list from like the allergy guide. Yeah, um, and it was indeed lemon. So, congratulations. <laughs> but I do have to admit that after you said it, yeah, in my mouth, I was like, "Is that ginger?" <laughs> at, like after I had fully eaten the pie, after the pie you had literally gone, made the comment. I'm questioning you yeah. and your choices. You were you were you were playing mind games with me. No, I just legit thought I tasted ginger. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those days, I guess. You gotta go days. home and eat some ginger now. <laughs> just so you I told you earlier what today that I was like. craving sushi. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I was channeling sushi flavors with my right? sweet potato pie. But um anyways, after that what? we we what? Why did you say look? Sushi and sweet potato pie? Not a combo. Sounds delicious. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was very tasty, delicious. Um, it made me want Thanksgiving dinner too, kind of. Yeah. But then the next thing that we tried was very exciting because it was Tiana's beignets. Yeah. And those oh, sorry, are... I said beignet weird. That was like, I, was, <laughs> I almost said bayou because I was like, Tiana's bayou adventure. Tiana's, Tiana's beignets. <laughs> Um, and Tiana makes her beignets different. She does. They are not Mickey beignets. And not only are they not Mickey beignets because they're not shaped like them, but the, the actual texture. Okay, here's, here's realistically, in my mind, those were not typical beignets. I don't no, know. they're not. I don't know what constitutes as a typical beignet, but these were not made like with the same flour that beignets are made with. At least the beignets that are in New Orleans. I've been to Cafe du Monde. I've had the beignets there. Right. My father-in-law makes beignets every year for Christmas. Like, and in, even that you can buy beignet mix at your like local grocery store, right. most local grocery stores. 
that is not what beignet mix makes. Right. Because it was. Because it was like croissant. Yeah. It was like a croissant. It was folded dough. So layered folded dough. When you're making a croissant, you take your dough, take your dough, you roll it out, you lay out butter on it, you fold it back. And then you roll it out, lay out butter on it, you fold right. it back. Which makes like, gives you that like flakiness. And like, yeah, like it's like layers. Almost. Yes. Um, and that's what these beignets were like. They came with powdered sugar like a beignet would, and they came with a strawberry dipping sauce. They were delicious. They were very good. They were also a lot darker than yeah. typical beignets. They looked like they were more well done. Mm-hmm. Crispy. I think it's super crispy. So crispy. Like I wish that I could ASMR one of them right now so that you could like hear like that. I love the sound of that like crunch. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I think I could do something like this like... <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound like I'm crunching the beignet? No. Oh. But they were delicious, and I made the comment for a hot take that I prefer those over Mickey beignets. Mm-hmm. I said it, said what I said, and I meant it. It's fine. Like, Mickey beignets are just that. They're Mickey beignets. I would, it's not like you said that you preferred that over a traditional New Orleans right. beignet. I think some people will be upset, because people are like very passionate about their Mickey beignets. Which... I challenge them to try these beignets. Then. Yeah, and I don't get me wrong. I enjoy Mickey beignets. I think they're great. And I love, like, it, they have them at Walt Disney World. You can only get Mickey beignets over at um, Port Orleans French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come up with fun, like, seasonal beignets as well right. sometimes. Um, so, um, I yeah. Think you can get boozy beignets over there, too. You can. In fact, I'll be at the um, French Quarter this week because it's Mardi Gras on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Very excited about that. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Happy Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy your Lent. <laughs> you give oh, up anything for Lent? No, I don't typically. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you do Fat Tuesday. Yeah, I do. There you go. I just love, I, we have, we've talked about it on the podcast, but it's always a great time over it at um, Port Orleans. But anyway, so the beignets were delicious. Big fan. Um, and then we also tried a peach cobbler. Oh, yeah. It was very good. Was that, that was your favorite? It was Village House. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. What comes next was probably your favorite. Yeah. The um, peach cobbler was interesting because they gave a story on the Parks blog right. about Tiana Roberts, Robertson, mm-hmm. who is the assistant sous chef at for pastries. Right. Um, and they made this peach cobbler since they were 10 years old. So cool. It was delicious. It had like a panna at the bottom. Yeah. Um, it was very creamy. It was very tasty. It was nice. So that's at Pinocchio Village House. And then we ended our, our um, extravaganza trying of the foods. I think there was only one other thing that we didn't get to try, and that was at Auntie Gravity's Banana banana Foster Milkshake. There were a couple of others. Oh, okay. And I know that there's other things that, oh, there's things at some of the sit-down restaurants like gumbo. Yeah, and I then wish I, we had gotten that gumbo. Ooh. There's other things across property too that they have, but we were focused primarily on Magic Kingdom today. Honestly, I think the thing that I was most excited about were the beignets, and they did not disappoint me. Right. Um, I hope that there's a way that they find, I hope they find a way to keep beignets at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I would love nothing more than one of the like that gift shop that existed with splash mountain Mm -hmm. how cool would it be if they found a way i don't know how this would work but if they found a way to make that into like a beignet stand okay that's good yeah very good and if they could serve those specific beignets i'd be very happy because i do think that like magic kingdom food could use like a a bump yeah for sure i feel like we've had the same thing for a long time and i feel like them bringing these beignets to celebrate soulfully 
was a way of, because these are a different kind of beignet. And right. I think this was an experiment. Yeah, I think so for sure. For them to test out to see if they, one could have a new, like Tiana's own beignets. Like uh-huh. she's not just making normal beignets. This is the reason that, uh, what's her name? Orders 10,000 of them all the time. Yeah. Big Daddy. Yeah, Dottie, is that her name? Something like that. Lottie. Lottie. Yeah, that's why Lottie orders so many of them for her dad, Big Daddy. Yeah. I I, I also wonder too, and this is, we just don't have this information, we don't know, but I wonder if like that croissant texture of the beignet, if that is specific to maybe some part of Louisiana or like, I don't know. I don't know why, like why it was different. And maybe someone has an answer to that. To stop the presses. Oh. Disney, I will give you this for free if you make it. Like, I will not be mad if you take this idea. I won't say anything online. I won't say, ha, that's mine. I take credit for that. Take that beignet. Turn it into a bun. Make a Monte Cristo. Oh, my gosh. And we need a good Monte Cristo at the Magic Kingdom. If they, if they, if that could be at, like, we need a little restaurant pop-up stand at Magic Kingdom where they're serving those things. Yeah. Anyways, I, but if there, if there's like, if people know of like a croissant style beignet that we're not familiar with, like, please let us know. I'd be fascinated to learn more about that. If you know what a cronut is. Yeah. This is a cronut chopped into beignets. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we ended with what I think is probably your favorite. Food of the the Con Praline Sunday. It had a wild name. It was like the longest name in the it world. Was over at Plaza, uh, or um, do you have a picture of the sign? Um, I can look for it really fast because it was yeah, it was over at the Plaza uh, ice cream parlor, and it was so good. It was butter pecan ice cream, pecan like candy pecans on top, with a pecan praline goo over top of it, whipped cream on top. It was so delicious. Yeah, I was a big fan as well. And I think I questioned, this is another one that I questioned, like we should have this here all the time. Is a butter pecan praline sundae. Butter pecan ice cream topped with praline sauce, spiced pecans, and whipped cream. And the the pecans were spiced. Like they had a, not like spicy, but they yeah. had like a lot of flavoring. Yeah. Stuff like that on there. Yeah. Nutmeg. They were delicious. It, the whole thing was really good. I, I think at that point I had had a lot of sugar. So I was like, meh, miss me with it. But. It was, it was very tasty. One thing I did want to find out is does butter pecan, like that specific thing, mm-hmm. does it have an alcohol in it? Because I felt like I was tasting a rum. Oh yeah, I don't know. Flavoring to it. I'm not as well versed in the butter pecan realm, but butter pecan always reminds me, for some reason, I feel like it makes me think of my grandpa. And I don't know specifically why, but I feel like maybe he's a butter pecan fan. Oh. Everybody should be, and I really think that he probably is. Actually, you know what flavor specifically reminds me of my grandfather is um, butterscotch. Maybe that's what I'm getting confused with. Maybe. Yeah. This recipe says that it's butter, brown sugar, maple syrup, pecans, vanilla, and heavy cream. So maybe it's like the maple syrup that you're tasting in there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. Big fan. Keep it around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring Uh, it around all the time. (laughs) There was also a few other things, like we said. There was the Bananas Foster Shake over at Antigravities. There was a chiffon cake at Main Street Bakery. Mm-hmm. And then just like the Starbucks. One other. Yeah, for sure. I do I think, think, like, one of the things that we could not, we did not see, and they haven't drawn attention to this either, but one of the things that I thought they, they could have done is maybe had some, like, specific merch that yeah. they launched. 
for this month as well. I feel like that would have been nice. Even we went through a, like a few different gift shops and we didn't find anything that was like, just give me a section. Right. You know? I, I know like for Latin and Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, when that started, Mirabelle started meeting at Magic Kingdom and they had launched a whole new like Encanto line um, and drew a lot of attention to that line with signage that pointed to Hispanic and, Her- and Latin Heritage Month. Right. Um, so I just felt like maybe they could have had something like that. I thought that would have been special. I also wonder if they're in like a lot of development for merchandise oh, surrounding Tiana. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're going to be releasing all these lines this year. Right. So, because I'd imagine that they will push a lot of new merch for that um, experience. But I don't know. I feel like that would have been nice. I do have, I don't know, over under we get like a release date with Fat Tuesday happening this week. You don't think so? No. I want to believe it. I know. I know you do. (laughs) But I'm just very excited. We did walk by the attraction today and it's looking fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just, looking, I want to believe it's closer than what Tim thinks it is. I want to believe that there are a ton of animatronics in there, so they need a lot of time. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my hope. That's my dream. Yeah. And I believe it to be true. I'm down with that. So, but anyway, it was a good day. We had a good time together. Um, if you get the chance to- Wait, let me ask you this. Did they say summer or you just said summer? They just said 2024, right? They haven't said anything specific? Right. We don't know specific what right. time this yeah. year. Yeah, December 31st. <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they would do December 31st. No, they wouldn't. But but it would be for the holidays potentially. Um, yeah. So it was nice. It was a good time. Got to you know walk around Magic Kingdom for a bit. Um, and we did not get the chance this week to go back to Universal to eat more Mardi Gras food or any Mardi Gras food. Right. Um, but we're hoping to be able to do that before next week. We'll report back on that. Um, go ahead. And maybe I'll go on Tuesday. Maybe you'll be at Port Orleans French Quarter and I'll be at Universal Mardi Gras throwing Mardi beads. Gras. I'm going to be throwing, I'm just going to be eating the food. <laughs> Next week, we will talk about our Super Bowl predictions, see whether oh. or not they were correct. We'll talk about- Who Patrick. did you pick? You wanted the-, the I said the 49ers are probably going to win. 49ers? Oh, no, no. I said the Chiefs are probably going to win, but I want the 49ers. Okay. Win. And the Chiefs so we are both, a better team? I think, well, they're just, they've peaked at the right time. Oh, okay. There you go. They're playing really well. And they've been there before. Have, has the, uh, have any like animals predict? There's like an octopus that is notoriously oh, right. good at predicting the Super Bowl. I haven't paid attention. I don't know. Mm, okay. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, uh, uh, do you have big Valentine's Day plans? No. Neither do we. No, no. It's, I did, I don't tell Jen, I bought her something today. Yeah, you, but don't talk about it because this, she, if she hears this on Monday, Valentine's doesn't happen till Wednesday. So you can't tell people what it tell is. Her. No, I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. She'll see that I bought something. She'll know exactly what I got her because she does the budget. So lame. I know it stinks, <laughs> but I didn't tell her that I bought anything. So she's gonna be like, "What's this?" I'd be like, "I don't know. Surprise. Probably some like weird mail order or something." Or other, but... Yeah. So yeah, I, I I, for those who do end up celebrating Valentine's Day, or maybe you you've had Galentine's Day celebrations. I hope that you enjoy those. Um, but that is happening this week. Francie and I don't have specific plans either. It gets challenging when you have kids. Yeah. We end up celebrating as a family together. So uh, behind the scenes, not behind the scenes, because it's here, uh, Jackson gets his hearing test on oh, yeah. the 13th. Okay. Which is the day before Valentine's Fat Day, right? Tuesday. Yeah. That's Fat Tuesday? Yeah. Okay, so I'm probably not going to Universal that day. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um and then we have to schedule his surgery. Right. So he's going to have tubes in his ear. Going to have them tubes. Yeah. Which Ethan I hope has been through that process before. 
Yeah. It makes a world of a difference. Oh, good. But it's intimidating. So. Okay. I'm anyway, excited for it. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll unpack some things. I'll talk to you guys about my experience over at Port Orleans as well. Um, and I'm sure we will be. No, of course. We have a huge day tomorrow. Oh yeah. Tomorrow is national. And we can say this because by then we'll have covered it on our channels, your YouTube channel, my Instagram. Tomorrow is national pizza day. Mm-hmm. Pizza is one of my favorite foods. And we are doing a challenge at all four Disney parks where we are going to ride an attraction, a specific like pizza themed attraction. Well, if there, we can. Wait, there's one. There's one pizza themed <laughs> attraction. We'll ride it at Magic Kingdom. It, uh, no, two then. What's the other one? Uh, Alien Swirling Saucers. There's oh, no okay. pizza one at Magic Kingdom, I don't think. Oh, I just figured we would do Buzz Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's fine with me. Um, but we are going to try pizza or eat pizza at all four of the parks and then like let you guys know which one our favorite pizza was. Right. Leave us a comment. Oh, I guess we won't see it anymore. All right. Never mind. I mean, <laughs> say leave us a comment of what you think a pizza-themed attraction is at all. Well, you parks. can still do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Also, let us know, like, what is your favorite pizza on property? We talked about this a lot because there's pizza at the resorts as well that we mm-hmm. wish we could incorporate because there's some fantastic pizza at the resorts. It's just we're going to focus on the theme parks. And we, right. we've made a rule, and you have seen this already, but it's only cheese pizza that we're trying. Right. I am excited. I think my favorite is going to be Connections Cafe Pizza. All right. We're having a struggle. Time. This is it's just been, <laughs> been a difficult podcast. But is it recording now? It's recording. Okay. So the <laughs> first the camera overheated, then the battery died. Here we are. We got all of our little... glory. Well, yeah, um, we're just going to end this right now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> also, we just needed to say, I have a list of movies that I want Nick to see. Don't bring it up because I don't feel like getting trolled on the internet. <laughs> There's a movie need... that was discussed that I have not seen that was slightly offensive to Tim. So it didn't offend me. I just well, I want you to watch it. I feel like you were disappointed. No. I feel like you were disappointed. In that me. was disappointing. <laughs> but uh, all that to say. Tomorrow's going to be, we're going to be very stuffed, full of pizza, and I cannot wait. Beanie Babies. Is, a pizza, is there a pizza-themed Beanie Baby? I think there probably is. I think it's easy to say that this episode has been one of those my, the most dynamic... Dynamic? Did I say that right? Dynamic is a word. <laughs> yes. Struggling. <laughs> I, this episode has taken us on some a lot of tracks, and I'm glad you've been here for it. Thank yeah. you for making it through <laughs> to the end of this one. We did it, everybody. There's been highs, there have been lows. Oh, I had something that I wanted to say really quick before we end it. Uh, and I haven't discussed this with you, but I'm going to do it right now, live on the podcast that's being recorded. I feel intimidated. Um, what would you guys think about for Patreon? We don't have a Patreon yet, but if we got one, mm-hmm. a where we do live episodes. I think that'd be fantastic. Like, these are mostly live. Like, we don't cut them up a lot. Right. But, like, maybe out somewhere. Like, when you and I are at the park. Oh, yeah. We, like, do a live episode. And just post that specifically to Patreon? Just goes to Patreon. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. You guys would, that we, there's no real difference between what you see on here than what we are in the parks, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be fun to see us like live. Yeah. There was like some bird poop action that happened today. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. I literally got pooped on. Yeah. Yeah. Good I think, luck though. I think that'd be fun. Let us know. Comment. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, comment. If you're not watching on YouTube and you want to find a way to interact with us, we do have an Instagram page and mm-hmm. it's that underscore tracks underscore pod. Um, so find us on Instagram and like, let us know, send us a DM, send us some comments, let us know, um, what you think about that. We have talked about Patreon and some of like, I, I, and uh, people have mentioned this as well, a discord. I think that if we do Patreon, we'll also open some discord channels so that you guys have a way to like talk about things, talk about the episodes, and then maybe we'll hop in every once in a while and say some things, say something. (laughs) 
be like, Nick just got pooped on. <laughs> um, but yeah. Nick thank doesn't know what ginger tastes like. Nick, Nick has no idea what ginger tastes like. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. Yeah. Uh, let us know what your favorite Beanie Baby was and which one you had. And did you make any money on Beanie Babies? You never know. Maybe somebody did. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Happy Pizza Day. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I hope your team won and I hope you have a great day. Bye.